Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Midwest Flyways podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by Sound Gear, the absolute best hearing protection you can get on the market. Check them out at soundgear.com. They're based out of Minnesota. Well, and I tell you what, dude, don't right. be don't be this. What? Huh? What'd you say? Don't be wearing hearing aids when you're 40. Exactly. Check out Sound Gear. Bienvenidos a la Midwest Flyways podcast. Now, have we been a little, uh, how do you say? Naughty? Your, your country, naughty. No. No, we have been absent. That's a what little, we've been. yeah, we've been a little absent. Now, are we about to have a kid? Are we getting married? Have we been married for two months? Yeah, yeah, that's okay though. It's all right, man. We're because still here. It's also not hunting season though, as well. No, we're we're like reeling. That's a good word for it. Reeling? Everybody in Midwest Flowers is reeling right now. So yeah. for the less educated, what does yeah. reeling? Mean? Yeah, that just means like we're, a- we have me. too much shit happening. Yeah. So like we're just all trying to like catch up, yeah. No, trying was, to catch up. I was planning on going full force into uh, duck and goose calling lessons because, you know, it's fun and I meet some really cool people doing it and I get paid, you know, so that's really nice. Um, but I've been too busy because we had a catastrophic event here. So much hail and wind, it was ridiculous. Yeah, one point six million homes in Minnesota, Cal, were hit. That's too many, actually. In three days. <laughs> there's only 1.6 million houses in Minnesota. No. There's a lot I know. Kidding. That. Just kidding. <laughs> no, it's so probably close, though. So we've been busy, guys, and I'm sorry about that. Um, but I'm, I'm not really. You're not sorry no, about No, I mean, it? like, I am sorry that we didn't put podcasts out, but, like, also, we've been running around with our heads cut off. Yeah, I am a literal bok-bok chicken. Yeah. Yeah. We have to pause the podcast, like, every 10 minutes so Joey can answer the fucking phone. It's annoying. Yeah. Don't make that noise anymore, actually. (laughs) Dude, get some DJ scratch on that. DJ scratch. DJ Joey B. Bok, bok. That's your signature. Yeah. <clears throat> um, all right, man. All right. Here's the thing. You told me you told me that you couldn't tell me some story. Until we did the podcast. Yeah, so just tell me the story, dude. Let's just do that right now. So, you know, it's it's summertime, springtime. We we didn't even have a spring here. It went from thirty degrees to seventy degrees instantly. Yeah. And uh so naturally I've been working a lot. So it's been so nice out at night and no bugs because it's technically not summer yet. That Roy and I are eating outside at the at Ram Ranch. Yep. And uh, the gals who own the property come on up and they say, hey, so we had a sheep get its leg stuck in the fence. Cow's literally chugging his water. So and I can't even focus on my story. I'm sorry, man. So there's a sheep. Sheep got his leg, leg stuck in the fence. <clears throat> and okay. apparently it had probably been there for a while because when they pulled it out, they could tell something was wrong. Couldn't walk. Oof-da. So then a couple of days go by, it's not getting any better. Call the vet, whatever. So they're telling me and Roya this at dinner. And like, Roya stopped eating. I was still eating. You know, like sure. it's like, okay, it's a fucking sheep that got hurt, whatever. Okay. And you can tell they're very distraught about it. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, so I hope you guys, this is a Saturday night. And they're like, hope you guys aren't um, having people over tonight for a fire. We see that you built up the fire pit. Because um, I can't get a butcher to butcher up the sheep. We got to put it down because otherwise it's just going to suffer. It can barely walk and it can't eat, you know, whatever. 
And I could tell that they were asking me to put it down for him, right? Because they were like, yeah, we're going to have to put it down and we're going to put it on the burn pile so we don't want anyone coming over to see like a dead sheep on the fire, right? And I'm like, well, I mean, I could, I can cut it up for you. And they're like, oh, could you? You know, just like set it too quickly. <laughs> okay. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I haven't, I haven't field dressed a deer in 16 years. It's been a really long time for me. So I'm like kind of getting nervous about it or whatever. I was like, yeah, I mean, I can do it, you know, but it won't be pretty and um, whatever. So I was like, well, let's call Roya's dad who's from Iran and he, they eat a lot of lamb over there. So I, I called him and this is so funny, dude. We're explaining to him the whole story. And he goes so casually, uh, I can do that. <laughs> like we're telling him this whole story like, yeah, I got his foot stuck. We need to put it down. He's like, how big is it? He's like, I don't know, probably like 30 pounds, 40 pounds. And it's like, it's under a year for sure. And the thing's just suffering. He's like, oh, I can do that. And I'm just like laughing. And he's like, what? I was like, you just said it so casually. He's like, well, I, the sheriff would call me and he would say that this deer got hit you know, and that they just shot it on the side of the road yeah. and they would call me and I would, I, we would take the meat, you know, cause it yeah. just got hit. It's not roadkill. It just got hit. And so he's cleaned a lot of deer, like a lot, a lot. And so we're all pumped up. I'm like, I can't wait to watch your dad do this. <clears throat> so we, we grab the sheep and I'm like, I grab like a leash or something to grab, to like drag it out of the pen. Dude just gets down, picks this thing up. Like it's nothing. This dude's like 67. Just like picks up like a 40 pound sheep, just like curls it in his arms. And I'm like opening gates for him. I'm just looking like a bitch. He's like, oh, here, let me close the gate behind you, you know, whatever. And then uh, he's like, so do you have a, do you have like a, a pistol or like a small caliber rifle? And I'm like, yeah, I got a 22 lever action. He's like, oh, perfect. So then he carries it and then he sets it down. The thing's like, I mean, it's not even squirming, nothing. Like it's ready to go, you know? And, uh, and I'm thinking to myself, I can't look like a bitch, you know? I got to put this thing down. Like, no questions asked. My father-in-law is like, come on, like, what you got, right? He, like, sets it down. He's like, yeah, go get the rifle. He's just, like, demanding me around. He's just like, oops, oops, do this, do this, do this, do that. I'm like, okay. So I go and grab the 22, and he's like, yeah, put it, like, right here, you know, and he points, like, somewhere on his head, and I was like, okay. And then, then he starts squirming, right? Once we set him down on, like, the tall grass, like, where it doesn't matter if blood splurts everywhere. And, uh... You remember my days of working on the farm. I'd put a lot of animals down for the farmers. And um, so, like, I've done it before, but it's just been a long time since you've, like, since I've executed something, you know. But it's, like, obviously it's for the better. It's putting him out of his misery, you know. So, like, that's what I'm thinking. So I grabbed this 22, and he's like, all right, I think this is probably a good spot, huh? I was like, yep. And he's like, yeah, put it right here. And I just put my my foot on his neck, and I just shoot him right in the head. And he goes, oh, well, that that was quick. <laughs> And I was like, well, what am I going to do? Sit here and say a prayer over him? Like, come on. And he's like, oh, okay. And so he just like grabs a piece of plywood and puts it over him so it's not spilling over onto the outbuilding. And then um, he's like, yeah, well, let's let it bleed out for like 10 minutes or something. It was an instant death. He didn't even flinch. The sheep didn't. So like that's how ready he was to go. And um, he, you could tell he was just kind of like, oh, wow, he did that really fast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And so then I go and grab the bobcat. We throw him in the bucket and I extend one of those A-frame ladders and we put chains around his feet and like hung him head down. I've I always thought that you did it like head up, 
whatever. So I guess he, he bled it out like through the neck and then he skinned it. But before he's like, Hey, do you have an air compressor? And I was like, for what? He's like, well, I like to blow air into him. Makes it easier to field dress. And I'm like, what? Have you ever heard of that? No. It's fucking genius, bro. And this is why I wanted to bring it up in the podcast. It's fucking genius. I've never seen anyone field dress, like skin an animal so fast. So he cut it right at like the the back leg of him, cut it open just like at the skin area. And he stuck like, you know, you can like squeeze air, like push mm-hmm. air instead of like an air pressure gauge. Yeah. He put that in there and like covered his hand and filled the whole body up with air. So it separated the skin from the meat. And they like held it there for a little bit and like all the stomach bile came out of the sheep's mouth and like a bunch of blood came out of like the hole that I shot him in. But like other than that, I watched this dude fillet up this sheep in like three minutes. Like and all of the skin was perfect. Like the meat was perfect. I've never seen anything like it. And he's like, this is the best part. He goes, yeah. He's like holding it and like all the, like my sister, Roya, a couple of other gals are right there. And they're like, oh, yeah, wow, that's, like, genius, you know? He's like, well, if I didn't have the ear hose, I would have done it with my mouth. And I'm like, get out of here, dude. He wouldn't have, he was saying he would have blown into his foot with his mouth. (laughs) I think he was just saying it as a joke, but he was like, I'm serious, I'm serious. Like, this dude is savage, savage. And he was, like, so good at cutting up this thing. So I learned a lot, and I'll never forget that, like, ever. This is my father-in-law. I'm like, this is so badass. So, and then we cut up the sheep. The meat looks unbelievable, like so good, and so much meat. Did the ladies keep it all, or did they give you some? No, no, no. They they said to keep the meat because they were just going to burn it because they didn't know how to field dress it, whatever, and I was like, no, we'll do it. And so I gave him uh, one of the back straps, and then I gave him a leg. Nice. I mean, we probably got like 20 pounds. Wow. Honestly, so maybe the <clears throat> lamb was bigger than 40. But like, did you give Roy's dad some? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wanted all the weird shit. Really? Yeah. Like he wanted the spine, and he wanted like uh, he took some of the organs. I think he took the liver, and he left us the kidneys and whatever. And he's like explaining like why it's good to eat certain things. And I'm like, I learned so much. That's on crazy. Sunday. I learned so much because they don't waste anything. Was it like coffee. a family bonding day? Oh, to- oh, it was total bonding with my father in law. Hundred percent. I was yeah. just sitting there, just like. Huh, huh. You know, and like obviously I know how to breast a bird, but it's so different on a mammal. For sure. It's been sixteen years since yeah. I've helped my dad clean a deer. It was wild, dude. It was fucking unbelievable. The but the air trick, dude. Yeah, that's so I was insane. like, Can you do that on deer? He's like, Yeah, that's where I learned it. it was on deer. I'm like, Holy shit. That's, that's so cool. crazy as hell. Crazy as hell. And it was weird because I'll show you the Snapchat that I saved, but you like blow him up and you could see his shoulder just like puff out and it was just like, Whoa. And then he started cutting it. It was just like butter. Like butter. The dude. skin separated from the muscle? Yeah. No way. So cool. <clears throat> just try it on birds. <laughs> just blow up just a mouth. It's not worth it. But I don't still. think it would work because it would just go <laughs> when you fill it up with air. It's so weird, though. It's so genius. It That's kind of, cool. I mean, it's like, you know, obviously not ideal to be having to slaughter sheep, but like also. It honestly didn't phase me one The bit. thing. Yeah, you're is that a psychopath fucked up? for is sure. That fucked up. Yeah, a little. But it's a sheep. They're so stupid. If a animal has to be put down, then the best thing to do is to obviously eat the meat. So it's right. a it's a huge win right. at the end of the day. Huge it's win, a dude. Negative that the animal died for the ladies, but you know 
That happens. Yeah, fuck it. I mean, that's the circle of life, dude. You're dumb yeah. enough to get caught in a fence, and you're going to suffer for the rest of your life. We might as well put you down and then feed people's families, you know? I mean, that's what they're for anyway. They're for meat, and they're for the wool. Is that what the ladies have them for? Yeah, it's more of like a hobby, but um, they do sell their wool. Yeah. It's not merino quality, but it is, uh, it's like a step down. It's like yarn quality. Sure. Yeah, it's crazy. And they showed me how they make the yarn, too. Like, they have this little, like, yarn or a wool separator. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's like a foot pedal and everything, dude. It's crazy. Like, it's badass. It's, I bet you that machine's from, like, 1906. Yeah. Just, like, like a little foot wheel deal, and this thing is, like, separating yarn from, like, is like the wheat from the chaff, essentially. Like, the good wool and the bad wool. It's so crazy. That's wild. It's pretty cool. <clears throat> I can't wait to own a farm someday. And just be like the weird old man. It's like, you want to see how I make yarn? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I need that. That's crazy, dude. But yeah, it was a it was a very eye-opening experience. And uh, like I've always been not like intimidated by field dressing a deer or a mammal or anything. But I just, I never wanted to fuck up the quartering of the meat. You know, because there's very specific ways. Like Jake, mm-hmm. you know, he does it in a very specific way. Like here's the pork loin. Here is or um here's the tri tip steak, here is the the rump roast, here's like whatever the yep, terms yep. are, you know. Here's the fillet, here's the back strap, like what is what? I have no idea. All I know is that now I know how to separate the meat properly, and I'm pretty pumped about it. I would love to see Jake butcher it. Dude. Just I'm sure it's just a work of art. One of our best oh, yeah. friends, uh, Jake, that was in our opener video. What was that two years, three years ago? Yeah, two, he was in this one too. Yeah, he was in this he year. He was in the last year's, yep, yeah. Yep. Um, uh, he's a he's a butcher by trade. Yeah. He actually works not at a shop that does deer. He works at like a high, like a finer, like a higher end meat shop. Yeah. But um, he, uh, he does a side gig with one of the guys that is another manager at the butcher shop he's at. Mm-hmm. That guy owns a game processing center in Wisconsin. And oh, yeah, all, he's, all he they would do drive out to Wisconsin. Yeah. So he does that like five days a week during deer season. And I think they did, and it's just him and the other guy butchering. They did like 800 deer this year. Oh my God. So dumb. Mm-hmm. And he's like, they just keep fucking coming. People just drop them things off all fucking day. He's like, what mm-hmm. the hell? You know, when is this <laughs> shit going to end? Like quit hunting deer. But yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's like you get oh, to a yeah. point where you've done 800 deer. You just like, you just cut meat, dude. Oh, for sure. But yeah, I bet it would be like crazy to watch him just. Oh, because it was mesmerizing watching Mike <clears throat> yeah. do this lamb. Like, <clears throat> so like with Jake at that deer processing plant, and like yeah. even when he's doing cattle, you know, they have hooks, they have meat hooks. Yeah. You have like a spot where you drain the blood and whatever. It was cool to see like his process as to like where on the farm we should do it. And, like, we used a ladder with chains, and we spread out his legs like this. Mm-hmm. And it was only, like, six feet off the ground. Or I think it was, I think the head, I think the feet were, like, eight feet up. So it was just, like, a perfect carving platform to get the skin off. And it was, like, it was mesmerizing, dude. It mm-hmm. was so cool to watch someone, like, okay, I've never, I've literally never been here before. Where should we do this? And he just, we figured it out, like, instantly. Yeah. So cool. <clears throat> That's so crazy. Yeah, was it, did it, like, was he pumped? Yeah, he was <clears throat> pumped. I mean, he was, like, he, like, he does that kind of stuff, you know? He's just, yeah. like, that guy. 
you know? So yeah. like when I said his reaction was like, I can do that. Like, <laughs> yeah. like instantly he's just, like, yeah, I can do that. Yeah. And he just like came over at 10 the next morning. He's just like, where is he? <laughs> just yeah. like so focused. Oh man. <laughs> like, holy shit. Hi That's Mike. wild dude. He's just like, hi Joey. Where is he? I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> well, we got to go find him in the barn, whatever. Yeah. That's crazy. It was cool, man. That was, uh, I don't know. It's just like a. Look at you, dude. You're like a family guy now. I know. I know. What can it's I say? It's crazy, man. Oh, it's family Butchering guy. sheep on the weekends. Yeah. I bet you I could do it again in under an hour and a half, like from start to finish. Yeah. Mike could do it in 10 minutes. No. I mean, he he's he was a little shaky on how to like quarter up the meat too, but he, then he remembered and he's like, oh, okay, this is what you do. I think he said it had been like. 15 years since he had done it too. Uh, He's done. Oh, really? Yeah, but it had been way longer. Like he had done way more than me. So it was like, see, that's what's so crazy is like, if that's how long it took him, like, what would it be like watching Jake? Oh, 30 minutes, maybe. Just stupid. Mm hmm. Well, and he has like special knives and whatever. We were using like this outdoor edge knife to like break bones. So, like, I'm sure Jake just has a tomahawk that's sharpened every day. Oh, just yeah. like, doink. It's just know, scary legs to watch, here. actually. And he just, like, throws the legs in a bin, and then he, like, cuts the legs and whatever. I just kept the legs whole. Yeah. So, like, I can just cut off the leg and choose, like, if I want a steak off the leg or whatever the terms are. I'm sure, sure people sure. are just throwing Yeah, up. people are like, God, this guy. He knows nothing. Yeah. It made me officially want to shoot a deer this year. Really, man. Yeah. See, well, why been, does this happen? Like, you get older, you get married, you have a kid. Now you're just like a deer hunter. I can just feed my family more with it. <clears throat> yeah. But it's also, I've been wanting to do it for a long time. And so Cole Brennan's going to take me out to uh, a place that I can't, I probably shouldn't An say in place. Yeah. And um, I'm going to pull a tag for it and, um, yeah. you know, go stock a deer. And I'm pretty, oh, like, we're going to be stocking it. That's cool, so, man. I'm pumped about that. That's sweet. Yeah. But we've been lining that up for like four years. So right. I think this is finally the year. Yeah. I no. thought I was going to turkey hunt this year. Yeah. You were all pumped up about I it. I was, dude. But then three of my fucking May weekends got booked. And I'm just like, mm. well, when, yeah, you were, when am I going to do it? Well, yeah. You were looking at a dinosaur museum. That was obviously more important. That was dope. <laughs> it was dope. Obviously, that was one hour of my Colorado trip. But yeah. Sure. Yeah. No, I was. Were you just visiting Mike and. Yeah. My brother, Raya. yep, just went out there to see him, and we went to the Morgan Wallen concert on Thursday in Denver, oh which was my so gosh. sick. How was that? Unreal. Yeah, it was amazing. It was Larry Fleet, then Hardy, then Morgan Wallen. Nice. Which is incredible. And then it was dope, too, because we saw him on Thursday night, and then Friday night was Morgan Wallen's birthday, and they were in Rapid City, South Dakota, and then Saturday... Him, Hardy, and Ernest, who has also been on the same tour, mm -hmm. they all won CMA Triple Play Awards. Wow. Which was sick. So it was just cool. Like, he's at the peak of his career, you know, and he sounded unreal. Really so did Hardy. Yeah, they were better in person. Than, yeah. Really? Cool. Yeah, for sure. Hardy was amazing. Like, Hardy was really good. He seems <laughs> like he does a lot of coke. You know, he just uh, seems like a hype man. Seems like a co-wetzel kind of. No, he's definitely not that. No, he's not that. No. He's not that hardcore? No, not even close. Mm. I mean, Morgan Wallen's his best friend. Right. So, like... Well, know. Morgan Wallen's in some naughty he's stuff. He's a party hey. boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think they have fun, but I think they're more of, like, shotgun beers and, like, talk to girls at the bar. But bro, Hardy just got married. Bro, did you did you see that 
um, Renar Moody from 24-7 Hunt was hunting with Morgan Wallen. I did. Do you know how jealous I was when I saw that? I was like, you got to be shitting me. Right, that's dope. We live in the worst place to like hunt with celebrities like that. Yeah, nobody's in Minnesota. Because they're hunting and every celebrity wants to hunt in Arkansas. And Renar was like, hey, man, come on down. (laughs) Yeah. That's so dope. That is sick. Maybe maybe one day we'll get somebody, you know, cool to yeah. like be in Minnesota on accident. Do you remember when everyone was saying that um I'm Morgan Wallen's doppelganger? I do remember that, yeah. Do you see that or I is don't, that, man. I don't see it either. Personally, I don't. I mean, it makes me kind of happy, but at the same time like it's just not true. Yeah, you know? I don't think that you guys look that much alike. No, I don't. I really don't see it. No, see, and I like, don't think you look like Joe Hines at all either. No, I don't dude, get that. I, I do not look like It's weird. People. If anything, they look like me, you know? No. <laughs> <laughs> they look like Joe Hines and Morgan Wallen, and you look like Joey Vassallo. Uh, dude, the amount of times that someone has come up to me and said, are you Joe Hines? And I That's go, so weird. Yeah, man. You want to take a picture? He's like, can we? And I was like, yeah, tag me in Snapchat. And then Joe will snap me and be like, another one? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Joey Vasilino. Joey Vasqualo, you know? I love it. That was the that was a slept on nickname in high school. Vasqualo. Vasqualo? Yeah, Joey Vasqualo. Got it. So stupid. Like, I'm like, swallowing. I just like Vasilino better. I know. Well, that was my gamer tag on Xbox back Vaselino. in the day. Vasilino. Vasilino. Yep. <laughs> Dude, Micah's gamer tag. I was there this weekend, so like mm-hmm. I see all his shit pop up on Xbox while we're watching stuff. Mm-hmm. Dude, what's his gamer tag? <laughs> Two hot dudes farting. <laughs> <laughs> or two hot guys farting, and like all of his friends are so dumb too. It's just fucking so. Of course stupid. they are. Dude. Yeah, your brother is a twenty-year-old and a twenty-four-year-old's twenty-six-year-old's body. How it's. How old's Micah? 25. No. Well, a year off. You said he's a 20-year-old. In a 25-year-old's oh, Okay, now I got it. Yeah. He's, no. a, he's a kid at heart. So dude. funny. He's so He's immature. just a fucking man now, though, dude. <laughs> anyway, so you're not going to go and shoot a turkey? I don't think I have time. Doesn't it end this, like, May 30th? Well, you can always travel. Yeah, Weren't you going to go down and shoot one in Nebraska or some shit? Well, yeah, I don't know. I think that's, I don't know when that's done either. Maybe I still will. I think it's the end of May. Yeah, well, this is the end of May. So. Well, could you imagine shooting a turkey in June? What the fuck? Yeah, I don't know. Summer. <clears throat> That'd be fine. I'm sure they're done fucking by then. I don't care. <laughs> you know, they're just dried up. They're just dried up. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's probably not going to happen this year. It's all oh, good. Well. It is what it is. Oh, well. I'll do it someday. Got a lot of years left. Yeah, well, the amount of times that... Well, I'm so outward about my turkey hate, you yeah. know? That, oh, yeah. And I think, hey, this is some advice for all of you guys listening to the podcast. If you're like, man, you know what? I want to do something that I've never done before. Like, I want to go goose hunting, right? You just tell your friends who goose hunts, be like, man, I don't know why you goose hunt. That shit's dumb as hell. Like, why would you ever do that? I guarantee you they'll be like, oh, dude, you just got to try it. Come on out with me sometime. Yeah, they'll have because, to take <laughs> Because... <clears throat> I have never wanted to really go on a turkey hunt ever in my life. And it wasn't until, and I never got invited, which is fine. It wasn't until I started talking about how much I hate turkey hunting that everyone's like, dude, you just got to come here. Yeah, dude, but it's so just, funny because like, you don't turkey hunt, but you're like, I hate turkey hunting. Right. <clears throat> well, it's because at the cabin, bro, and I've said this before, at the cabin, you could literally open up your truck door, walk two feet and kick one. What, what yeah. is the sport in that? 
just not know. fun to me. They don't taste good because they're constantly running around because they're a wild turkey, so they're all tendons. Not a fan. I don't care who cooks them up. They're like, oh, but, bro, you got to try my my turkey nuggies. You know, we fry them in death oil and whatever. Oil. Yeah, yeah we, we do this, and it's super bad for you, but you should try eating, and it's like, I just don't give a shit. It's a fucking turkey. Yeah, when I, like, think about turkey hunting, it sounds terrible. But when I listen to Scott trying to talk about her- turkey hunting, telling me <laughs> I need to go, it seems like I should try it. You know, I'm like, oh, yeah. maybe there's something I don't know. I mean, I'll, I've tried it. Yeah. You know, wasn't a huge fan, but I think it's just the area we were in and whatever. And I was with a great guy. I was with Ben Buckholtz. And you could tell that he knew what he was doing because he was fucking laser focused, dude. Yeah. He's just like... Yeah, so I think they're going to come through here and they're going to do this and, you know. He doesn't have an accent, though. I know. But but he's just like, hey, I'm going to do this. Yeah. And and I'm going to do the... And they're going to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Why is that so fun? It is really fun to do. Let's hear yours. I can't. Let's hear your gobble, though. I literally can't. No, but let's hear you try. I don't think I can. For the pod, dude. I don't think I can do it. For the gram. Are you serious? Dead ass, bro. I yeah, man. Everyone go to Kel's Instagram and fuck with them for that. Because that was terrible. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know what you're doing right now. <laughs> like, no what idea. is that? I have no idea. Yeah. It's weird. It is fun to do, though. <clears throat> yeah. No, and turkeys are ugly. They are ugly. They They're, like, little, so ugly, though, that it's cool. You know what little, I mean? They have that little... Uh, flap of skin over yeah. their beak that's weird and it's hairy yeah they're all they're very weird well that's their sensory gland and, and when you know if they could smell they'd be the hardest thing to kill shut up <laughs> yeah the only <laughs> problem with that statement is they can't <laughs> so no but that's how smart <laughs> they are cal that's right. how smart they are yeah. i can get out of my truck and kick one However, yeah, yeah, yeah. if they could smell they'd be the hardest yeah if to you kill. put a fan up you can reach out and pet one but they're the smartest animal ever. Oh, dude. I I love that, though, because how funny is that? That any anybody who's, like, obsessed with hunting anything, they will. you could literally listen to them, anybody, any animal, and be like, they're the smartest animal. I mean, I swear to God, you know, they, they fucking... Yeah, well, hey, man, obviously, mm-hmm. okay? Obviously, every animal that we shoot with guns, they don't want to die. Right, right. Like, their natural instinct is to survive. So, yep, like, they're yep. going to adapt and try to not die. Mm-hmm. So, when people are like, no, yeah, he, he could smell me. So, you know, he, no shit, he could smell you. <laughs> like, God gave him the ability to not get killed by you so that he could live. It's one of his five senses. Right. Like, one of his two. One of his two is scent and the other one is sight. You know, so you got seen and smelled. He's not that smart. Oh it's just that you're an idiot. Dude, and if you and when you put it that way, it makes me laugh with like snow geese. Because like those are smart fucking birds, right? You've hunted snow geese. Yeah, they're, they're the smart. worst. They're smart. But the birds. thing is I can't tell if they're smart or if they just are so fucking fast moving and like they eat out fields so fast that you just can't keep up with them. <clears throat> think of it this way. You've got a bunch of rags on a pole. Right. And they stay in the same spot. Right. Right. And then you've got a, 12 guys laying down in the field wearing yeah. white. Yep. In the shape of a human. Yeah. And they rip act, and they still. <laughs> <laughs> ripping cigs. Okay. Ripping cigs. Ripping darts. Yeah. Oh. 12 of the dumbest guys you know laying in a field ripping darts. Oh. And then you've also got people's dogs not in a dog blind. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. right? Every color of lab, right? Or Chesapeake or Silver Lab, whatever you whatever you got in the field. And they're like, man, we just can't kill these things. They're too smart. They're fucking adults. <laughs> It's like, well, maybe it's because you're laying down and you have nothing over you. Like, you are a person yeah. that's just wearing white. Yeah, then they're, and they are traveling in a group of 60,000 in one field. And then when they land in that field, the birds are moving mm-hmm. constantly through that fucking field. Right. Birds are literally walking all over the fucking place. And then they come upon a field where every bird is just dead. <laughs> every bird is dead in a field, not moving. And you're laying in it. And they're like, yeah, that. Let's go by the guys, by the way, that are laying in the yeah. field. So this looks different than yesterday. Right, let's, right. Let's land in it. Let's land there. Something, and actually, let's land by those those humans. I know our brains are only the size of a pea, but we can tell that something's different here. Let's land here anyway. Right. And half the people that lay in the decoys aren't wearing whites either. They have vision, dude. <laughs> they have vision like they can see they have almost 360 degree vision it's like 320 340 like, I don't know what the problem is here. <laughs> well <laughs> the problem is this looks like a field where humans are massacring birds I tell you what man if those snow geese could smell they'd be the hardest bird to kill <laughs> <laughs> that's right dude you smell them darts from a mile away dude oh my god no, yeah. but that that makes me think of. Uh, remember when Joe was on and he was talking about when a fresh cut cornfield gets cut, there's never been any birds in it, and they were like in a field like four miles away. They've never flown over it yet that year. They can I like, and then they just show up two to two three days later in like droves. Mm-hmm. Maybe I was on his podcast. When yeah, we were I don't talking. think I don't remember this. But he's like, he swears to God that mallards and geese can smell. Because they can smell when a field has been harvested because then they'll go over there and eat as much as they can. I don't know if it's because they can smell or if they're just flying over that field and they're well, like, that okay. That was part of his conversation. Before that, before it was harvested, they had never flown over it. And they were miles away. So, like, the roost and whatever is miles away. And he's, like, been doing this for years, obviously. And then all yeah. of a sudden, two days after it's cut, there's... 2,000 birds in it. I mean, I can see them like, I don't know. I mean, that's when, a very distinct smell. Though. It is, though. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what I was just going to say. Like, I can smell when a field's getting harvested. So, like, I don't know. Maybe they can, dude. Yeah. But they're either just way. They're sitting on the roost and it's getting harvested overnight and they're like, bark, bark. And bark, then they go, bark, dude. It's time just, to eat, boys. <laughs> and they just go. Yeah, yeah. They just run to that field. Right. It's crazy. They do the Naruto run. Where they got their arms behind mm-hmm. them. Yeah, their wings. Yeah. Always behind them. Always. They're always Naruto walking and running. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. No, that's cool, man. I uh I don't know. I don't I don't know if I don't know if they can smell that. I, but I it know. is weird. It is weird to think about the fact that like they would be like ten miles from that food source and then, and then they're, they're there. Too. Yeah. Then and they're then there. they're there. And yeah. they find it, dude. They that's the thing. It. They fucking find it. Scalpard, bro. Scalpard's not a myth. Dude, scalpbird is not a myth. Scalpers always kill a scalpbird, though. <laughs> Dude, I mean that scalpbird was a bitch. Yeah, he was, and he was really fucking with us for a while. I know. Well, yeah. how far do you think that shot was? Oh, 45, 50 yards. Forty-five, probably. fifty yards. Yeah, it felt farther. Yeah, it was probably forty-five or fifty though. But he had he had literally flirted with us at like sixty. Dude, for so long, for like thirteen passes, this yeah. one bird pops off the roof and comes and checks his roof roost and comes pops and off checks the roof. Him. Yeah, he just pops off the roof and goes bark, bark, bark. And then uh, I had to toast him. 
Dude, you know what's funny about saying roof where my brother lives? Rough. There's a very small population of mallards oh. that stay there year round. And it's because the guy that owns the hotel, <laughs> <laughs> he throws corn on the roof of this of the hotel. Hmm. Literally, like no joke, fucking 500 mallards on this roof, dude. Yeah, they're just chilling. Is it like a flat roof or what? They are just living on this fucking roof. I don't even know is what it, a it is. Is it flat roof? No, I don't know. Is it I don't flat know. or angled? I don't know because I haven't seen it. Oh. Okay. Micah sent me Snapchats and pictures, but I don't remember if it's flat or fucking what. <laughs> but he's like, dude, they live on the fucking roof. Like, it's a, for real. He'll be like, yeah, well, there goes the mallard. Mm-hmm. And we're like sitting there and they're flying by. And he's like, yeah, they're going back to roost. Where do they roost, dude? The roof. The roof. Of the hotel. <laughs> the roof of the hotel. It's so funny. Dude, can you imagine paying to feed 500 mallards in the wintertime? <sighs> I can't. The thing is, I don't know if he's I mean, actually that's feeding a lot of, all of them. That's or a lot of bags like, of corn, bro. That guy's literally invested in buying corn. Dozens of hundreds of pounds of, the thousands of pounds of corn. Yeah, man. It's a lot of corn. You know the thing is, 50? I I don't think he's I don't know if he's feeding all five hundred. I think he's just throwing enough up there that like the first ones they're eating, and then the rest of them just stay there, hang out. Yeah, they're just safe there, so like they just roost on the roof. Oh man, roof roost we call it. Roofers, roof roost, roof roost. Yeah, roof roost. R and R, R and R, baby. Oh my god. Yeah, dude, should we buy that property in North Dakota? I don't know. I'm thinking about it. Tell tell the people it's on the just park. a fucking house. Don't don't tell them don't tell them where it is or anything. I can't. But yeah. Just, well, there's like houses in North Dakota for like ten thousand dollars. <laughs> Not actually, but, but like they're cheap. But like forty thousand. But you know, cheap enough that it's like wow, why am I paying for a hotel? Right. For real. Like I'm wondering right now actually. And honestly, I, this is a question that I still have yet to look up on Google. But can you have dual residency per state? No, you so can't. like you can accept the hunting stuff because North Dakota you can only hunt there for fourteen days a year, right? But you you know for a fact you no can't dual. have you can't be a resident of two different states. Really, I really don't think so. I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, you should look it up. You can have dual residency. Really? Mm-hmm. How? Quite simply, you can have dual state residency when you have a residency in two states at the same time. So redundant. Here are the details. Your permanent home, as known as your domicile, is your place of legal residency. An individual can only have one domicile at a time. And then it continues on to give you the wild. Should I just click it or what? I don't know. <laughs> you just have to pay taxes. No, I've like states. I've legitimately though, like, I've looked in like Arkansas. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can get a fucking house in Arkansas for like forty thousand dollars. Right. That's so let's crazy. Just, let's just have like a, a river RV, <clears throat> you know, like the boat costs more than the RV. Yeah. And just travel via boat. Yeah. You dude. know, but yeah, no, um, I don't know about you. I'm Ty Ty. Yeah. And we got a game of ping let's pong to play, up, dude. We got a game of ping pong to play. We do. I got to yeah. spank your ass in the old pingy pongy. Yep. Quarter to 10. Yeah. We love you guys. It. Thanks for listening. And, um, we got some new shit going on this year, so I'm excited for you guys to see it. It's gonna be uh excited for you to hear about it. It's gonna be different. It's gonna be different. It's and gonna I'm, be it's gonna be very weird. And I'm and I'm pumped about it, honestly. Me and too, I think man. it's gonna be better. 
It's going to be way better. Yeah, I can't. We can't say too much about it right now because it's like nothing is like official. But it's just going to be weird, man. It's going to be weird in a good way and different. And I think it'll allow us to just be ourselves. We haven't played El Camayon in a long time. It's been a long time. This song rips, though. It does. It does. Rip. If you're in a bad mood and you listen to this song, tell me you're that's still actually, in a bad that's mood. That's actually real. Yeah. If you're in a bad mood and you listen, if you have, if you listen to this whole song, I don't know if you'll be in as bad a mood when it's done. And let me tell you this: if you're still in a bad mood, you're a psychopath. Go to TikTok or Instagram and look up Becky G and find her dancing to this song. I guarantee you won't be in a bad mood after that. Yes, yeah. for sure. Or you're a psychopath. Or you're a psychopath. All right, leave us a review. Check us out everywhere else. See you guys soon. One more.